0: I do enjoy, Ryan, the timing of the Fed pivot that's happening, that we're calling it, that is right before the Bitcoin happening, huh. right before the Bitcoin ETF approval.
1: The stars are aligning yeah. in a very big yeah. way. The The money printer is getting ready to fire back up. Bankless Nation, it is the third Friday of December. It's Friday morning. That means it's time for your weekly roll up. David, what do we have in store for him? We got the Fed pivot. (laughs) What does that mean for
0: risk assets? I think we know. We'll talk about the details. Did we really get the Fed pivot? We'll understand why. We'll unpack why we think that. And also airdrops. It's airdrop season. Some hotly anticipated airdrops have been confirmed. Some more than
1: confirmed with plenty of details. So we'll go into that as well. Ryan, what do we got after that? Uh, Liz Warren wants to ban crypto in the U.S. and she doesn't care who knows at this point, David. So we're going to talk about that. And Pudgy (laughs) Penguins, they're doing some things on layer twos and in the metaverse, including some things around number go up. So we'll talk about that. And that's not the only layer two stuff. What else, David?
0: Coinbase turning its base chain into a real world asset chain, too. We're going to get some new types of assets going onto base chain with some of the efforts out of Coinbase, all of this and more. And it's very, very bullish, Ryan. We got the Fed pivot, this very, very bullish weekly roll-up. But first, we're going to talk to our friends over at Layer Zero, who just announced Layer Zero V2 as of this morning, this morning of recording, Thursday. Uh, And there are details for you awaiting. With Unified Semantics, which if you're a developer, you probably know what that is. I don't. Uh, But developers can build applications on any supported chain and can retain complete control over security. Uh, there is a brand new 14-minute video that I watched, Brian, of uh, Brian, the uh, co-founder of Layer Zero. That is on their pinned tweet at their Twitter, Layer Zero underscore Labs. There is a link in the show notes. If you want to just learn something about bridges, it's a super educational video. Uh, and so, I mean, I know a decent a decent amount about bridges, but yeah, even I learned a thing or two watching this. And so that is the call to action. Go click the link, the link in the uh, show notes to go learn about bridges from Brian Pellegrino himself.
1: Well, actually, this gets a big endorsement. I saw this this week from Eric Voorhees um, because they're talking mm-hmm. here about a censorship resistant, permissionless, and immutable omnichain interoperability protocol. That's what Layer uh, Zero is uh, purporting to be. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Eric Voorhees giving the, the standing clap around that. So, yeah, go check out that video, guys. All right, David, uh, before we get into markets, um, I, I, I got to say, uh, I saw these videos and images. <laughs> On crypto Twitter this week, and this is what. So David is not recording from his regular location in yeah. uh, New York City in Brooklyn. Uh, you are actually recording, probably. I think that this is um, from from your house in Seattle. I'm yeah, back right? home in Seattle. Yeah, so I took a little yeah, yeah, detour
0: yeah. up in uh, Banff uh, to uh, before coming here. So me and Hart Lambert from uh, across
1: is I, crypto I, yeah. not risky enough for you, David? What are you doing, climbing <laughs> ice? You got to. You got to up the ante, brother. <laughs> After on your third cycle, like the the volatility just doesn't do it for you anymore. Okay, so so you got to tell us, what is it like to climb up um, a sheet wall of ice? This is a, a video here. Is this you? Yeah, this one's me. Uh, um, climbing
0: hard. It's nice because like hey, with rock climbing, you have to put your hands in specific places. But with ice climbing, you can, you know, stick your toes or your ice tools wherever you want. So like <laughs> the whole thing is climbable. Uh, it's nice. pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty fun. It, it's like the only thing in. you got to worry about is like when you, when you hit your tool into the ice, like ice shrapnel can like come back at you. So you gotta, but, gotta be careful.
1: This is that. not like free solo. Like you are totally like wired in. You're I, That is, that so is a rope. That is a rope <laughs> connecting me. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: If I fall, I didn't, I I did not fall one time, but if I had, I would have fallen onto a rope.
1: Oh, my God. Well, good to have you back, man. Uh, it's great. All right. Well, while you were gone... Um, Where do you think the Fed pivot came, came from, Fed Ryan? pivoted. What do
0: you think I was doing?
1: I don't know. Is this more back as to the Horcrux? As soon as I get scheme? down, the Fed is like, mmm, we're going to lower interest rates. <laughs> so you got a, a Powell Horcrux up there. Well, let's talk about Bitcoin on the week. So are we up? Are we down? Um, did you help us there in your ice climbing journeys, David? Uh, we were going to be down, but then we ended up flat. So Bitcoin flat on the week
0: the crypto market's kind of flat on the week. We retraced a bigly amount after a lot of the just the frothiness that was accumulating for the last I don't know, month of straight um up only, I would say. Uh, and then we saw kind of like a negative 15% across the market day across the board, but then the Fed pivoted and so we ended up flat on this week. So Bitcoin up 1%, call it flat. We are ending the week at 42,700. Ether Started the week at twenty three hundred forty dollars, down one percent, to two thousand three hundred dollars. New supply lows, though. We got new supply lows in ether, so we are down to the low low supply of hundred twenty point two million. Going to break through that point two million uh, probably in this uh, this episode level, uh, and then Bitcoin, the ether Bitcoin ratio also flat on the week. Okay, so, so- could have been
1: a bearish week, but we got a flat week. Yeah. So, and uh, you you mentioned there. I just I just want to embellish uh, this a little bit. So, ether supply at all time lows. So mm-hmm. uh, we're burning uh, no post merge lows. Post merge lows, of course. Post-merge of course, lows. we can't go back right. to the but yeah. Pre- but time started as come moment. on. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, you know the the clock started four hundred and fifty five days ago. Um, and also, mm-hmm. d- did you know this while well, we were talking about Bitcoin thirteen years ago? To the day this week, uh, as of December 13th, we just celebrated the anniversary of Satoshi disappearing. He just went away. His Never last message back. on His the internet. His last or their last message. This group yeah. of people, whoever Satoshi actually is, vanished uh, 12 years ago. No, 13 years ago. 13, 13 years ago. Never came back. Yeah. You got to really like tip the hat to him.
0: Being anonymous on the internet and retaining an- anonymity after you make... Uh, billions and billions of dollars in this network. That's hard. That's a hard thing to do. He covered
1: his tracks extremely well. Somebody knows who he is, don't you think? CIA, NSA, some three-letter agency. I don't know, man. Who knows who this is? I don't know. I mean,
0: I think the industry has, uh, it's Hal Finney. Like, I think everyone would place their bets and say it was Hal Finney. Um, But no one really knows. No one really knows.
1: Well, I can tell you who it's not. It's not Craig Wright. I know that. (laughs) Tell you, it's not me either, David. <laughs> I'll go on record and, and tell you that I'm not Satoshi. <laughs> um, let's we'll take a look at the crypto market cap. What are we at on the week? We just poked through $1.7 trillion,
0: coming up to $1.71 trillion. Some really healthy numbers in the total crypto market cap.
1: I haven't seen 1.7 in a long time, since the last bull A market. long
0: time. Remember when we did like a year and a half of bankless weekly roll-offs and you were asking me what is the crypto market cap? And the answer yeah. was $1.1 trillion. Yeah it was just like it was so just long i hated trillion. that question <laughs>
1: like, why are you asking the question Brian? it's 1.1 <laughs> so i mean we had about 12 months around like the 1 trillion mark and it would go a little bit below <laughs> a little bit above and we were just crabbing up and now we're getting close to 2 trillion david so pretty soon you can you can yeah. say 2 trillion uh speaking of numbers going up oh on that layer two beat layer twos we are at all-time highs for total value locked in layer twos. That is $16 billion worth of uh, value locked. Uh, and let's see activity as well on layer twos at uh, all time highs. This was an interesting chart from GrowThePie.xyz, which is uh, another fantastic website for tracking layer twos. In terms of transaction fees, David, earlier this week, mm-hmm. we hit one day that marked all time highs in terms of fees paid by layer twos to Ethereum, 1.25 million. That is part of the reason for the ETH burn. Part of the reason ETH Mm -hmm. supply is at all-time lows, at least since the merge, is because we are burning more transaction fees and layer twos are actually consuming block space on Ethereum layer ones. I mean, Ethereum economics, Ethernomics, if you will, looking quite healthy going into this uh, bull season. I mean. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of talk about layer 2s or layer 1s and kind of like ETH transaction fees being high and that being mm-hmm. uh, bearish. Uh, it's not bearish to me, let me tell you that. And, uh, you know, layer 2s <laughs> yeah. on the uptick is, is looking pretty nice as well.
0: If you tallied all of the assets deposited onto layer 2s, aka like aggregate layer 2 TVL, it would be number 10 in market cap behind wow. Lido staked Ether, head of Avalanche.
1: Wow. Wow. So the climbing, climbing on the charts. Uh, David, t- tell us about some tokens of the week. So uh, now that we're in the bull market, we got to keep an eye mm. on the tokens that are pumping. You got two. Uh, what's the first one? First one is injective coming in at plus 80% on the week. Wow. wow. It is a layer one.
0: Uh, I don't know much more than that, other than a lot of the crypto Twitter influencer trader people are all talking about it. Uh, I mean, that's what happens when a token goes up 80% of the week. A bonk still coming in at number uh, two on the week at plus 70%. Uh, but the other thing that we have that I have listed here is an NFT, Ryan. Pudgies definitely deserve a shout out. If you look at the market cap from December to now, they are at from like a five ETH floor to where they are now at um, 11 ETH floor. This is so all-time doubling, highs. An NFT doubling. Is that all-time wow. highs?
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean, we're, wow. We're, we're, Good for Pudgies uh previous all-time highs was a floor of about six. Is this right? Or does this go back far far enough? Six. Uh, I don't know if it goes back far enough.
0: uh but okay. eleven seems it definitely could be a pudgy all-time high. all-time uh, high at least phenomena I fumbled my pudgies at one point two five eth oh, you sold. You sold your pudgies?
1: You kept yeah. your cryptopunk no yeah, so.
0: like I' awesome. not cryptopunk. That one was
1: so, so pudgies are now number four, the number four uh, PFP collection. yeah, just. Number yep, four behind board
0: ape and mutant apes. Man,
1: yeah. uh, doing quite well. And
0: you, uh, what Crypto accounts for punks, the turnaround? We did. We never thought I would have see, seen in the day. Crypto punks, board apes, mutant Apes, pudgy penguins. Like, why did why did they turn around so hard? You have a take on that? New management. Yeah, Luca and the the people that bought the pudgy penguin IP just are absolute Chad executors who turned the IP around and started actually building stuff. Like, they're the reasons why pudgy penguin uh, stuffed animals are in Walmart. And later on in the show, we're gonna talk about the pudgy penguin metaverse world, the thing that the board apes, that uh, other world uh, was promised to be. I think Pudgy Penguin's going to beat them to the punch.
1: Oh, wow. Just a good old-fashioned execution. That's why they're pumping it at least at the early yeah, stages. Yeah, here.
0: here's a, a take from Mike Ippolito. NFTs are under-owned by Crypto Twitter, but everyone believes in them long-term. The setup for an ab- absolutely biblical FOMO rotation is here. NFTs remain the fat pitch in crypto right now. And this is after Mike put out a poll of saying how much of Crypto t- Twitter has at least 10% of their wealth in NFTs. And everyone gave the smallest answer of 5 to 10%. So Mike is saying everyone is underexposed to nfts you think it's
1: going to be pfbs again this time We're getting into speculation territory it's like my I problem know, man. it can't just is be like, the same thing over again right that's what i mean i just like i'm bullish nfts i just don't know what particular uh nfts um so mm-hmm. maybe you could help me with that david maybe we'll do an episode on that Let's i've get I the-
0: been telling you <laughs>
1: I want a different answer, though. I want an answer you see that is it in uh, the back of my podcast. podcast studio
0: every single time in Brooklyn. It's a gigantic crypto punk.
1: Nah. That's, you know, that's like um, old news. David. The I'm, I'm looking one. for the, the new meta, the cheap one. Um, the all right. New, well, the, new, the new crypto punks. Well, let's talk about uh, the big news in markets. This is in trad markets, but it affects basically everything. And that is the long awaited Fed pivot. Did we just get the Fed pivot this week, David? You know, we can only interpret if we are
0: getting the Fed pivot. It's not like the Fed is going to come and say it's not like Jay Powell. They is don't use those words. Say, like, yo, we're pivoting. But <laughs> here's what happened: uh, we got the third uh, instance in a row in which they did not raise rates. Rates mm-hmm. stayed unchanged. Okay. And then previously, they were going to signal that in 2024 they were perhaps going to cut rate rates once. That was. The status quo going into this meeting that happened yesterday they uh, continued they're not raising rates so third time in a row and then now now they are signaling that there are three cuts coming next year three so cuts. currently interest rates are at, at between 5.25 to 5.5 percent and they said that they're going to get to 4.6 percent by the end of 2024 so they are accelerating in their interest in lowering interest rates and the markets responded as if it was the fed pivot like the nasdaq and spy are in lfg mode yeah i think nasdaq (laughs) is like poking into all-time highs yeah Yeah. it's about to hit the spy is about to hit all-time highs uh coin stock which i think is a pretty good barometer of just like risk appetite because like what happened when we had low interest rates last time like you know, crypto assets just mooned. So people perhaps are using CoinStock as an exposure to uh, um, assets, to an asset that is exposed to low interest rates. So coin is uh, breaking out through like uh, a high is not seen since um, May of 2022. Hmm. Is that $150 a share? Uh, so yeah, mar- the markets are responding as if we got the, the pivot.
1: Yeah, I, I love this uh, Bloomberg headline, David. Powell brings tequila to the Wall Street rate cut party. So uh, Powell's Powell's pouring drinks here. And uh, there's a clip here Mm -hmm. of his comments on the recession. You want to hear what he says about the recession? I I think you can say that there's little basis for thinking that the economy is in a recession now. Um, Basically, Mm -hmm. little basis for thinking the economy is in a recession now. So we're kind of getting close to mission accomplished. He followed that up by saying, like, who knows what will happen in 2024? But like, we're cutting. So what does that tell you? Okay. I think yeah. one of the unspoken things about this, you know, other than you know Powell not using the, the P word for pivot, of course, is the debt, the underlying US debt and the interest payment on that debt. I was just looking at this this morning. US interest payment on an annualized basis is about $700 trillion, David, right now uh, on top okay. of its colossal amount of debt. So it has to pay that every single year. That's more than the US um, pays for defense, pays for its military. OK, so wow, the higher you don't
0: usually hear anything being higher than that.
1: Right. The higher the Fed rate, of course, uh, the the greater the the interest payments. And so that's some other unspoken pressure that that is pushing these rates, I think, down. It's something, of course, Powell can't say. Uh, I don't know if Yellen will will, will comment on right. that, but this interest payment is increasing. And if, if it went beyond 5%, if interest rates went to 6, 7, 8%, I mean, this just ratchets up until it's a massive portion of U.S. GDP every year. And then how is that sustainable? So there's always going to be this downward pressure. And I think that's uh, something unspoken that is starting to 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 apply. So Powell may not like it, but he kind of has to pivot at some point. And this might be the opportunity. This is what we've been saying. Ever since they turned on the interest rates in like early
0: 2022, everyone has been saying, well, they're going to pivot at some point. Well, they're going to pivot at some point. Well, they're going to pivot at some point. And why is because you know that the Fed can't bankrupt the government by keeping uh, interest rates high. So we always knew that the Fed pivot was coming. We just didn't know when or where. We always knew it was on the horizon. I do enjoy, Ryan, the timing of the Fed pivot that's that's happening, that we're calling it, that is right before the Bitcoin happening, huh. right before the Bitcoin ETF approval. Like The stars are aligning in, yeah. in a very big yeah. way.
1: Uh, the money printer is getting ready to fire back up. Uh, David, do you want to get to some predictions? I know we did a couple of episodes on predictions, but one that didn't make a full episode because we just didn't have time this year was Bitwise Predictions. Mm-hmm. They had 10 of yeah. them, and you pulled uh, a few of them out. And this is um, from uh, another Ryan. How do, you, how do you pronounce Ryan's last name? You you went to college with this guy, right? So you know who Ryan is. Yeah, his
0: last name's Rasmussen, but you can go ahead and call him Rattleson because the little <laughs> secret of Ryan
1: is he gets rattled really easily. <laughs> oh, dude! You can say that because you're friends, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry Ryan. I'll, 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 Sorry, Ryan. I'll apologize on David's behalf. Okay. So, what were the predictions that you pulled out? Because uh, you only pulled out Ryan's good ones, right? Uh, only the good ones. Yeah. One, three, four, six,
0: seven, and ten. So half of them. More than half of them are pretty damn good. good yeah, Ryan. To read the rest, there is a link in the show notes. Actually, this tweet thread did absolute numbers. So, congrats, Uh, Rattleson. uh Bitcoin number one. <laughs> Trading above $80,000 from the two catalysts of the Bitcoin ETF and the halving. Feels pretty safe, but bullish, but safe prediction. $80,000 for Bitcoin in 2024. How, how do you feel about that one, Ryan? I feel like it's too safe. I'm like not okay. Too safe? Yeah, way too yeah, safe. Yeah, well, I mean, he's. I'm sure <laughs> he's trying to get as many like you know points on the board as possible. Safe okay, predictions. Okay. Uh, well, prediction number three. Coinbase's revenue will double, beating Wall Street's expectations by 10x because Coinbase trading volume surges in bull markets, of course, and they have launched a bunch of new products. Uh, and so basically, Coinbase is going to just blow people's
1: uh, blow expectations out of the water. You want to do the next one? I also think that's kind of safe, uh, but, but also good, right? And beating Wall Street's expectations mm-hmm. by 10x. Well, Wall Street obviously had uh, bad expectations then, I think. Um, prediction number mm-hmm. four, more money will settle using stablecoins than using Visa. You could see this chart where we're kind Mm -hmm. of like, uh, not not quite neck and neck in 2023. It was just stablecoin settlement was about half that of Visa. And so this is a a significant increase in in stablecoin settlement. Um, The next one, number six, is Ethereum revenue will more than 2x to 5 billion as users flock to crypto applications. What do you think about that one, David? Uh, I think that's about right, especially as
0: layer twos and layer two activity demand goes up only and value and assets on layer twos also go up only. You know, when there's more money on layer twos, there's more economic energy on layer twos, which means we're burning more ether in layer twos, which means Ethereum's revenue is going up. All right. The most bold prediction of the bunch, Taylor Swift will launch NFTs. (laughs) Man, that is bold. And (laughs) I am absolutely here for it. I can't really, really call myself a Swifty, although I do enjoy my fair share of Taylor Swift songs. Um,
1: yeah. Was, was, was Ryan I, a Swifty in college, David? I know his girlfriend sure. is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, last last prediction. Ethereum will drive the average transaction cost to below one penny. And he is, of course, talking about Ethereum and its layer twos, because that's where you are going to get 0.01 cent uh, transaction fees. And that is going to be spurred by Dankoon, a.k.a proto-dank sharding. Uh, that's EIP for it, which is probably going to come in 2024, that's early 2024.
1: Prediction. I'm, I'm I'm very confident of that. David, what do we have coming up next? Coming up next, airdrops,
0: airdrops, airdrops. We're getting all the airdrops. We've had an airdrop meta already arrive on the scene here in December in holiday season. And you just know that, you know, there's a bunch of Layer 2s and others that are going to launch their airdrop in January or at least Q1. And we're going to get the details to you as well as Liz Warren has some notifications for us. It is a bill called the Anti-Digital Asset Mo- Money Laundering Bill. Something <laughs> something great. extremely disconnected from reality. Uh, we're going to talk to the, you guys all about that and more. But first, I want to talk about some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible, especially Kraken, our preferred exchange for buying crypto. All of that cheap, cheap Bitcoin. That's not going to be cheap later. If you do not have an account with Kraken, consider clicking the links in the show notes to getting started with Kraken today. Kraken knows crypto. Kraken's been in the crypto game for over a decade, and as one of the largest and most trusted exchanges in the industry, Kraken is on the journey with all of us to see what crypto can be. Human history is a story of progress. It's part of us, hardwired. We're designed to seek change everywhere, to improve, to strive, And if anything can be improved, why not finance? Crypto is a financial system designed with the modern world in mind. Instant, permissionless, and 24-7. It's not perfect, and nothing ever will be perfect. But crypto is a world-changing technology at a time when the world needs it the most. That's the Kraken mission, to accelerate the global adoption of cryptocurrency, so that you and the rest of the world can achieve financial freedom and inclusion. Head on over to kraken.com bankless to see what crypto can be. Not investment advice, crypto trading involves risk of loss. Cryptocurrency services are provided to US and U.S territory customers by payward ventures eek pvi doing business as kraken arbitrum is the leading ethereum scaling solution that is home to hundreds of decentralized applications arbitrum's technology allows you to interact with ethereum at scale with low fees and faster transactions arbitrum has the leading DeFi ecosystem strong infrastructure options flourishing nfts and is quickly becoming the web three gaming hub explore the ecosystem at portal.arbitrum.io are you looking to permissionlessly launch your own arbitrum orbit chain arbitrum orbit allows anyone to utilize arbitrum's secure scaling technology to build your own Orbit chain, giving you access to interoperable, customizable permissions with dedicated throughput. Whether you're a developer, an enterprise, or a user, Arbitrum Orbit lets you take your project to new heights. All of these technologies leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum. Experience Web3 development the way it was always meant to be, secure, fast, cheap, and friction-free. Visit arbitrum.io and get your journey started in one of the largest Ethereum communities. Are you launching a token? Is it already live? How are you managing the legal and tax for providing token awards for your team? Toku simplifies everything about managing token grant compensation and you can get started with them for free. You'll have access to top-notch legal and tax support to handle the distribution and management of tokens for your team. Toku caters to every step in the process from user-friendly legal templates for granting tokens to tracking vesting periods and calculating withholding taxes. Toku understands every grant structure, token purchase agreements, restricted token awards, restricted token units, token options and all the other ones. Toku is already simplifying this today for leading companies like Protocol Labs, DYDX Foundation, Mina Foundation and many more. You can learn more about how Toku can help you streamline your token management and get started for free. Visit Toku at toku.com/bankless or click the link in the description below.
1: David, tell me about airdrops. It feels like airdrop season. Uh what do we got coming up? We got a confirmation
0: of the Starknet token airdrop. Uh, pretty definitely one of the most anticipated airdrops of all time. People saw the writing on the wall. They're like, yo, they're they're going to do a token. They have to do a token. And now they are giving away details about that airdrop. So they start out this tweet announcing some of the details that says, Darknet, is about each of you. Every user, builder, and member of our community, existing and future, is a critical piece to building our network into the future of decentralization for generations to come. The success of Starknet depends on this. We love the crypto ethos. TLDR. We plan to allocate over 1.8 billion Stark tokens out of a total supply of 10 billion across multiple initiatives to drive adoption and growth of the StarkNet blockchain. So here are some of the first wave of details that we've gotten. 900 million Stark tokens for the fair, decentralized, and transparent distribution of Stark over multiple programs and phases. This would be the airdrop and perhaps a second round of airdrops and perhaps more targeted airdrops, but generally retroactive distribution for reasons into the community. Uh, second network rebates in stark 900 million stark tokens as well another 9% if you are if you have spent money on gas or transaction fees in starkware you will be given a stark kickback to compensate you for your gas fees and then also 50 million pretty small but definitely meaningful 50 million stark tokens to boost defi activity this is liquidity mining or incentives etc uh and then more uh this is what they said 1.8 billion uh that was a lot um So Uh, 1.8 billion, 18% of tokens.
1: Yeah, I'm just going off of like, uh, you just, uh, napkin math here, but like um, what Arbitrums and these other layer twos is about $10 billion market cap, let's say. So let's say Mm -hmm. um, StarkNet is similar, then each token would be worth a dollar, let's say. So that would be $1.8 billion worth of airdrop uh, that they are pushing out of the community. So that's a pretty big one. I mean, there have been larger airdrops, but... This has got to be one of the top five, uh, I would say, of, of all time if if that happens. And who knows? It could be worth less. It could be worth more. The market will tell us uh, as soon as it's released what the, the Starknet tokens are worth. It's going to be worth more. It's going to be worth more. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going
0: to be worth more than both. Altradale we don't have, have to Archer. be sorry. That sounds uh, great. I'll take more. Uh, that's <laughs> not That's more. not the only one. I'm taking the over two. on that one. You promised too. Yeah, Layer second? zero. Layer 0 Labs, uh, one of the, again, very, very bot-farmed airdrops, so we're going to have to see how they overcome that challenge. But Layer 0, uh, they tweet out, has always been built with the ability to have a native token within the protocol, as as can be seen in the immutable code launch on day one. Uh, basically, TLDR, uh, we all state now in no uncertain terms that there will be a Layer 0 token. Its distribution is something we're committed to getting right and expect it they to happen said within in the no first uncertain half. terms. Oh, uh, in wow, no uncertain terms. Yeah, it's, it's how <laughs> <Okay>. you know. <laughs> and they say it's going to be distributed in the first half of 2024. Uh, so Stark, Starknet, they also didn't give a date or a time, but you know, they just told about details. So I'm gonna go ahead and guess earlier in 2024. So Starknet first, probably layer zero after that. You know, at that point, the ball is rolling at yeah. that point like okay. I, I remember I remember my take way back when where i said like yo as soon as as soon as the markets heat heats up and some a big airdrop happens it's going to cue to all the other unreleased airdrops like yo it's airdrop season yeah and i think with the gito drop last week or, or last week yeah last week uh and like uh, hundreds of millions of dollars going into the pockets of people that was like okay this is the green light everyone
1: release your token well now. we also so had it's airdrop only- season not only Jita, uh, Gita was sl- the Celestia token, TIA. That was probably mm-hmm. like three or four weeks ago, I believe. And uh, a long, yeah, fully well diluted ago, yeah. valuation, $14 billion. That is pair. nice. Go look at that chart,
0: dude. Scroll down and look at that chart. It doesn't go down, it goes only up. Some of these things look are getting a little
1: thing. silly. I got to be honest, David. This does not feel like the it's early a little stages silly. of the bull market. It's a little silly. Somebody was but, talking,
0: commented under my like ice climbing and in Canada picture, and
1: I was like, yeah, he's just trying to get out of the U.S. so he can go claim his. <laughs> so like, yeah, <laughs> That's actually not a not a bad take. Not Another not bad take is uh don't, don't miss it because you didn't do your homework, okay? So mm-hmm. um, all of these airdrops are chronicled in the Bankless Airdrop Hunter. David, I missed out on a 17K JITO airdrop because I didn't do my homework, my friend.
0: Wow, the minimum amount for a JITO airdrop recipient was $17,000. That's that's pretty good. The Uniswap yeah. airdrop was 1,200.
1: We're up to 17,000 now. I know. This is the part of the cycle where it pays to really be in crypto and to pays be doing your homework and to use all of these well, so this is harvest season. protocols. It's very much harvest season. So make sure you do your homework. Another PSA for you. Um, mm. David, there was a big scare actually this morning, at the time of recording. Uh, I woke up on Thursday morning and all over crypto Twitter, a whole bunch of people were saying, stop using your dApps. Just stop. Just don't use any more dApps. because there's like a a phishing attack. And like when you read into the details of this, it seemed like there was some mysterious attack where if you were using your Ledger hardware wallet paired with some sort of um, either crypto wallet, like a a MetaMask or just on a website using Ledger Connect, there was a way for an attacker to drain your funds, okay? So this was circulating Hmm. around crypto Twitter. Can you tell us some details on what was happening and uh, like whether it's resolved or not?
0: So I think it is now resolved. We now know the details. But the TLDR, a this is some coding developer language. I'm going to do my best here. A library that is used by many dApps maintained by Ledger was compromised. And then a wallet drainer was replaced. So think about a little snippet of code. That snippet of code that's maintained by Ledger was compromised. And a wallet drainer snippet of code was replaced. And so sometimes when you use your Ledger and it connects to MetaMask and then it connects to a front end, Somewhere in the middle of that process is this ledger library that this exploiter got their hands on and was able to insert a drainer. I don't think it was true for all front ends. So not all front ends were having this ledger connect to library as part of their stack, but some of them were. And I bet you, Ryan and me and bankless listeners are like, I don't know which uses it and which doesn't. And so everyone is like, just stop using it. Stop, pause. Yeah. And, and what it would pu- do is
1: pause all trading. it would do a man in the middle attack where it would just insert this rogue transaction into your device, and would, right. you know, you wouldn't really know. So you'd lo- look at the transaction mm-hmm. on the screen, you'd click through and you click accept and you ended up uh, sending your right. funds to this uh this third party this, this fisher yeah. this this hacker.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh your ledger hardware wallet is totally fine. It is software that's on the internet that is compromised that takes a transaction from your ledger hardware wallet and sends it out into the into the world. Uh there is now a fix for this. You basically just need to clear your cache. Uh, Muni, uh Muni Gupta who I think is from Polygon put out this tweet uh that uh tells you how to do this uh so there is a link in the show notes and you ryan go ahead and click that um go and click that link uh and then if you ensure that the version is is 1.1.8 you will be good yeah so you're good okay so you see that original file slash npm at the very very top connect kit 1.1.8 you're gucci there is a link in the show notes you can go click that link you can follow suit and make sure that is 1.1.8 and that's just a double check not yeah go clear your cache
1: well and that's just to double check. Now I think this the fix has kind of propagated through all of the, you know, CDN content delivery mm-hmm. networks and I think it's pretty much safe. But there was sure. this narrow window of time where it was not mm-hmm. safe to actually use your ledger connecting to to mm-hmm. a wallet. And and I got to say here David, like um I guess my reflection on this is we still got some work to do my friend. Like I love crypto, but knowing yeah. you could just wake up one morning, whip out your bankless wallet, and, uh, like, you get this random message saying, Hey, if you use your wallet today, you could be drained of all of your funds. That is bad right. user experience, my friend. That is That's not bad. We are not quite ready for normies when we have that level of, of user experience. So, I mean, just surfacing but also that. Also, it's just like this is
0: software that helps normies manage stuff, like, without this library. Or in the middle, it gets more complicated, and so it's, there's like this big problem. I'd say where like as much as Ledger is doing fantastic work, like that's we're still dependent on them, and there's no way there's I, mean, I don't know there's I'm sure there's some ways, but just like it's a scary allow, um, amount of
1: dependency, and like if it wasn't Ledger, it'd be someone else, right? I've it'd just like, this, like year, this year, this year, David, use hardware wallet. The last three to six months, have, I, I, I don't know how many phishing stories I've heard from like crypto OGs, from like, oh, this, this could have gotten me, this could have gotten you, this could have gotten yep. many people listening mm-hmm. if they had used their wallet during this, this uh, period of time, right? Mm-hmm. And as you say, too many. Uh, we still have work to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of work to do, David, yeah. we still have some work to do in the U.S., I think, when we have senators saying things like this. You want to hear it? Example. No.
0: You know, we have something <laughs> called the Bank Secrecy Act, which is right. how banks are required and to monitor certain kinds of transactions that go through the system. It was written in the 1970s, following 9-11, the law enforcement folks went back, looked at what had happened, figured out how the financing had made it through the system. And that's the last time that Congress updated the, right. the Bank Secrecy Act. What we need to do is we need to update it again. because. There's a new threat out there. It's crypto and it is being used for terrorist financing.
1: She goes on, David, a new threat out there. It's crypto. That was uh, Elizabeth Warren, of course, Senator from Massachusetts, two weeks ago on CNBC. So she was on the press circuit for some reason railing against crypto. I think we found out more of the reason why she was on this uh, press circuit. And that is she was planning to launch a bill. And uh, she has now launched a bill called the Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act. Uh, And uh, it is absolutely terrible. It basically, David, kills DeFi in the United States. Some details. It it kills crypto. It kills like any peer-to-peer money system in the US. So a few details. Um, Of course, you can go and read the bill yourself. But a a few details from Coin Center. Uh, It requires... If you have a public blockchain infrastructure, so if you're Etherscan, if you run a validator, if you host a DeFi front end, say you host a a Uniswap front end, uh, it requires that you register as a financial institution. And as a financial institution, so David, you have an at-home ETH validator. Well, guess Mm -hmm. what, my friend, you would be a financial institution. So you'd have to identify and record the personal information of every user who used your validator software basically do a full AML KYC risk compliance program, because you would be culpable, you would be liable as a financial institution. If some like terror, like bad actor actually, uh, push through, a you know, a transaction through, um, some of the blocks that, that you validate, you file reports about users when they like breach, um, their requirements, uh, at, at government requests. So, This basically would kill like Tornado Cash, Zcash, Monero, all privacy, it is bad, bad, bad. And this is what Niraj from Coin Center says, make no mistake, while proposed as a solution to potential money laundering and terrorist financing, the bill is in fact a repudiation of liberal values and a move towards the types of surveillance and control prized by authoritarians like Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, and Kim Jong-un. So uh, there you go, David. Um, an absolutely atrocious bill. It has bipartisan support, by the way. So it's not just Liz Warren. She, Warren, she has a Republican senator who signed on and the support of uh, five other senators. So incredibly uh, disturbing. And like my take on this is it just unmasks what, like, do you right. hear Elizabeth Warren in that clip? She's talking about like mm-hmm. how great the Bank Secrecy Act was, how great the Patriot Act was. Like, <laughs> I mean, she she wants... Uh, to append the financial surveillance system to our peer-to-peer monetary systems and, and delete and kill the idea of cash. Delete the idea of like me giving money to you uh, without the government kind of like knowing who I am and who you are. She wants to delete that idea entirely. And it's um, it's wow, I you know I, I guess I'm, I'm at a loss for words as to as to why she is so forcefully trying to push this kind of thing through.
0: Yeah, that's the same kind of question I have about, like, Gary Gensler's motivations. Like, why is Gary, why does Gary Gensler hate crypto so much? Like, why us? And why, why does Elizabeth Warren, in the face of fantastic, real, hard evidence that is way more comprehensive than that meager um, Wall Street Journal or Bloomberg article, which which one was the one that she was cited in Congress, like, way more comprehensive and complete (laughs) evidence to suggest the complete opposite of what she is saying, yet she just doesn't care she doesn't care about actual real facts that are presented in a very clear and coherent manner by industry experts who are aligned with government which is chain analysis she doesn't doesn't care about them it's just like she doesn't she doesn't want to talk to us doesn't want to hear about the facts just wants to ban crypto And so my question is where's the motivation why is
1: the motivation who where's the incentive for Elizabeth Warren to just come after crypto so hard well, Ryan Ryan Selk is actually, I asked him that question. He has a take on that. That uh, is in an episode that's coming out next week. Um, so, uh, you mm. know, I'll leave that take. But you know, the summary is control. Uh, he really thinks that mm. uh, Elizabeth Warren's end state aim is to create a central bank digital currency. It's just kind of like mm. a gov- like we know best type of thing, and to control rather than let uh, the people have a peer to peer money system. There's some good news here, David, and the good news is there's a low chance that this will pass. Okay, so not only is it unconstitutional, you have the ability to contest it in the court system that that takes years. Warren seems to write a whole bunch of bills that actually don't pass. So during her uh, 11-year-long career, she's written over 330 bills, uh, and only one was enacted. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's if, not, a great, uh, great <laughs> not a great track record. That's not a great track record. Wait, so then is I, it just I, for the show? I don't. Maybe, David. Maybe. But like, we have to take Mm -hmm. these kinds of things uh, seriously, obviously, and the fact that she has other senators uh, signing on means we have to just impose it in its entirety. So there you go. What do we have coming up next? Coming up
0: next, we got Pudgy World, perhaps the most successful NFT project to rise out of the bear, fulfilling its metaverse promise. And Elizabeth probably wants to make it illegal. Coinbase (laughs) Layer 2, the base chain, going to be the home of real-world assets. Is Coinbase going to take the real-world asset throne? And we got some other updates from from two other Layer 2s Talking about cheap fees right after the cheap fees narrative sweeps through Twitter, all of this and more. But first, we'll talk about some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible, especially MetaMask Portfolio. I've said it so many times. It's now time to do the thing, which is open up your MetaMask Portfolio because it is the bull market. That is your battle station. There's a link in the show notes to check it out. Metamask Portfolio is your one-stop shop to navigate the world of DeFi. And now bridging seamlessly across networks doesn't have to be so daunting anymore. With competitive rates and convenient routes, Metamask Portfolio's bridge feature lets you easily move your tokens from chain to chain using popular layer one and layer two networks. And all you have to do is select a network you want to bridge from and where you want your tokens to go. From there, Metamask vets and curates the different bridging platforms to find the most decentralized, accessible, and reliable bridges for you. To tap into the hottest opportunities in crypto, you need to be able to plug into a variety of networks, and nobody makes that easier than Metamask Portfolio. Instead of searching endlessly through the world of bridge options, click the bridge button on your Metamask extension or head over to metamask.io portfolio to get started. Introducing USDV, a better type of stablecoin. Currently, billions of dollars in stablecoin yield each year are paid to Tether, Circle and other central issuers of major stablecoins. But what if yield could be shared with the protocols that use it? Those protocols, in turn, can decide how to reward their users. USDV shares its yield with a community of apps and developers that mint it. Every USDV is backed one to one by U.S. Treasury bills, which pay yield. This yield flows out to the community of USDV issuers, so your protocol or app can get paid for helping end users convert other stables into USDV. This works thanks to a breakthrough technology called Color Trace from Layer Zero. Without it, it was impossible to attribute users of a token with a specific issuer, but now we can. USDV is live on Ethereum, Optimism, Arbitrum, and other chains, and it's already available on over 20 exchanges such as Curve, BitGet, Velodrome, and Stargate. Start participating in the yield from treasury-backed stablecoins at bankless.com USDV. world use cases for ethereum without compromise and real world adoption is happening active addresses on cello have grown over 500 percent in the last six months with the cello layer 2 gas fees will stay low and you can even pay for gas using erc20 tokens but Celo is a community governed protocol this means that cello needs you to weigh in and make your voice heard join the conversation in the cello forum follow at cello org on twitter and visit cello.org to shape the future of ethereum Pudgy World Alpha from Pudgy Penguins is announced, also going to be releasing in Q1 of 2024. Q1, Ryan, is going to be a hot quarter. Powered by ZK Sync and their hyperchains, uh, Pudgy Penguins tweets out the beginning of a new era of blockchain backed experiences with the goal of onboarding millions, brought to you by Pudgy Penguins. And there is this cute little animation. It's really good. It's like Pixar. It's a really good animation. Yeah, yeah. Um, the storytelling uh, could use some help. There's just like a, oh. a penguin on <laughs> an, an iceberg, and see. the iceberg's okay. falling apart. But no, it's <laughs> good. The animation's great. Uh, there's no words, sadly. Just some some penguin sounds. What was that one uh, a penguin-based yeah, video game for kids? Um, it's probably before your time, Ryan. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, it was before my time. Yeah. I did. I barely played it. Uh, anyways, there was this penguin, like Club Penguin. Club Penguin. Thank you, Dave. Club Penguin. Uh, yeah. So it, it feels like Club Penguin, but in the metaverse now. Um, okay, so if you buy a pudgy toy in Walmart, or wherever they're uh, sold, you can yeah. scan a QR code, which will make your account and you can redeem your traits and customize your forever pudgy penguin. Uh, and so you know the real world, digital, physical, metaverse—it's coming back, man. It's coming we're, back. We're,
1: we're trying to get kids hooked on uh, on crypto, aren't we? Are you starting young. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got to get them early, Plus man. Plus twice. has got to buy our bags, dude. Uh, what is this, Icebergy? Pudgy World means pudgy token? Oh, they're doing a token. Yeah. Is that what this means? Well, no,
0: no, they're not doing a token, but
1: okay. Icebergy is saying
0: that they are doing a token. <laughs> <laughs> so they, Luca and the Pudgy Penguin team had said,
1: we're not doing a token. But I don't know, Pudgy World uh, means might mean Pudgy Token. All right, well, let's get out of the metaverse for a second. Tell me about uh, Coinbase's Project Diamond. This is a new project mm. name, code name that they rolled out. And has some implications here. Maybe Coinbase's base layer two is trying to be the real world asset chain. That's what uh, some of this indicates to me. But uh, give us the update here. Yeah, so Project Diamond is being pitched to help institutions
0: create buy and sell their own native digital assets. So that means asset minting and asset trading, obviously on base, because where else are they going to put it? Uh, This is from the effort of the exchange's asset management arm that recently debuted this project, Diamond, for a platform for mirroring debt instruments used in traditional finance by tokenizing them on base. So this actually had an in-production transfer of value between two Firms. So on November 10th, the first digital debt instrument on Project Diamond was successfully issued, distributed, and matured on the platform as a technical demonstration of feasibility to the Financial Services Regulatory Authority as it prepares to join the ADGM, the Abu Dhabi Global Market Regulatory Laboratory Sandbox. So many parts of the world outside of the US are really, really leaning into blockchain based financial services and Project Diamond from Coinbase. I guess it's a dark horse of a project that's coming in to try and take some of the real-world asset tokenization
1: narrative. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing to keep in, in mind is, is Coinbase kind of manages one of the largest real-world asset, um, ass, assets that there is, which is uh, USDC. There's their stablecoin, right? And so there's already mm-hmm. been lots of speculation that they make base, the layer two, the chain, the home chain, for usdc and of course hopefully we get to the point where we see tokenized treasuries after that as well those are two massive real world assets i think they can continue to expand The, the one nice thing that coinbase has is it has all of the infrastructure for institutions already right you just take like coinbase prime And then they have, uh, you know, a Web3 crypto wallet, and now they have a chain and they can kind of connect all of the pieces and start to deploy real world uh, assets on chain. So I'm excited to see how that evolves. And I I feel like this is a a flag being planted here. David, speaking of planting flags, Van Eck has just rolled out the name of their ETF. What is this? The HODL Bitcoin ETF, (laughs) H-O-D-L, which is
0: a decent departure from... Like the more boomery choices from BlackRock, which you'd yeah. expect from BlackRock, who? Yeah, are what's BlackRock's called? Do you know? Um, it's got to be like BTC or BTC. Yeah, something, something, something like with that. something straightforward and not creative and unins- and inspired, which again is totally appropriate for BlackRock. But Vanek, if you remember, their ETH futures ETF ads were like a little surreal
1: and like definitely Zoomer with that like. Goat? No, they're, they're trying to appeal to crypto natives, remember? Like Eck, also- A little bit, yeah. They also, I believe, sent some of their ETH futures fees to like the Protocol Guild. Like they're, yeah, they're yeah, very much trying to win the favor of uh, crypto natives. And, and the ticker symbol HODL mm-hmm. is uh, another way to do that. It's re- a really cool strategy.
0: Apparently, the ticker symbol actually really matters because like people are talking about this a lot. So uh, <laughs> uh, a comment from a, from Nate Garage says, I like this play retail who knows crypto will love the ticker boomers will have no idea what what it means so it won't attract any negative attention Plus, a lot of advisors preach HODL, not with HODL, but like, you know, just hold in other asset classes anyway. So it is a good straddle. I oh, don't God. want yeah. to hear straddle. that, like, there's smart money in TradFi if we are making our fundamental analysis on Bitcoin ETFs based on the ticker <laughs> name.
1: Hey, but it is all brand at the end of the day, right? And one of these ETFs sure. will be a power law winner is what we keep being told here. Sure.
0: Moving into where crypto natives like to reside on Layer Two, 2's Eclipse. Testnet is live. If you're not familiar with Eclipse, that is the solana virtual machine as an ethereum layer two using celestia for data availability gas denominated in eth it is a platypus of a layer two that testnet uh, eclipse is pretty hotly anticipated and that test net is now live so supposedly eth can be bridged over and you can deploy contracts there as well but not just eclipse immutable the zk evm powered by polygon is now gas free So what does that mean? It means users, gamers, who are using uh, Immutable's anti-Sybil mechanism, their passport is what they call it. It's like their anti-Sybil mechanism to play games. And so you can take your passport from game to game to game. It's like your player card, if you're a gamer tag, if you will. Um, If you have one of these on Immutable, you don't pay for gas. Immutable pays your gas for you. And this is a a take that I had a while, Ryan, where like the entire business model of layer twos and also app chains, which is kind of what Immutable is, is that their fees are going to become so cheap that... The operator of these uh, layer twos or just applications on layer twos are just like, well, we're just going to pay for the transaction fees of our users because that's good UX and it's going to attract users. And we saw this also, Ryan, with base chain when they say, hey, if you verify your Coinbase account, we pay your gas fees on on base. And so more and more of layer twos are becoming a no fee environment. So they're all going gas free, which I'm going to call
1: going electric for layer two <laughs> going electric well i, I think no. that's great because there's a narrative right now uh that's very popular about um low gas fee layer ones right but you know you know mm-hmm. what's better than low gas fees david no gas fees no gas fees right yeah. so don't even worry you don't even have to know the concept of gas and i, I think that is possible right. with the economics of layer twos uh, to your point so mm-hmm. if you if you go on immutable and we are doing this before eip 4844 we are doing yeah. this in a pre
0: Optimized environment. Can you imagine when we get yeah. bank sharding? I think very
1: much that uh, mainstream will onboard to crypto without having to worry about all of the economics of gas or gas transaction fees or any yep. of that stuff. And so this is a uh, you know a point pointing in the in that direction for sure. David, this caught my attention this week. Uh, did you know the IRS is saying FTX, all of the people that are now creditors of a- a- FTX. It means they lost. They they had funds deposited on the exchange. Mm-hmm. They lost all their funds. Went to zero because Sam Bankman Fried stole it all. The IRS is saying that those people, FTX in its bankruptcy, owes them twenty four billion dollars in unpaid taxes. Okay, they're saying like, mm-hmm. hey, before the creditors, uh, all you depositors who put your money in this apparatus, before you get your money, we want our cut, and it's our cut is twenty four billion dollars. far more. (laughs) FTX actually has the audacity of this. Yes. So if you are an FTX creditor,
0: the the IRS is like, well, you know, the company owes us a bunch of taxes. So you don't get any of that (laughs) money. $24 billion is like meaningfully more than FTX is ever going to be able to recover, even though they are doing a great job recovering. So initially the IRS wanted FTX to pay $44 billion. But then lowered the number to twenty four billion dollars. That
1: is so arbitrary. Yeah.
0: So the FTX lawyers are trying to get the IRS to show like how they got to the twenty four billion dollars, and then the reasonable. IRS is like, we 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 just calculated that. It's actually on you to prove that it's not that. <laughs> so like,
1: my take here is that like
0: the IRS is just like they just come up with a number and they're like, do pay us twenty four billion. Also, that's the number. And no, no, don't no. Come for, complaining for,
1: first. They can't. The first they came and they said it's forty four billion. And they're like no 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 yeah, right.
0: it's actually it's, right. Yeah, it's, 24 it's only
1: 24 billion we're giving you you know the, the 50% discount here and the FTX lawyers yeah, are like and oh if you where'd disagree you, get that number? you have to prove that you're wrong yeah <laughs> but this is a microcosm of how like taxes work broken it, the tax yes, the system is yeah mm-hmm. right like it's just they give you they tell you what you owe and you have to try to guess at the number that's very much what it is yeah. with, with crypto taxes. Yeah. Um, so Mike mm-hmm. Dudas uh, has a comment here, uh, you know, spicy comment, which I, you know, I don't blame him. This IRS request is so blatantly insulting to creditors, Americans, and anyone. The arrogance of the US government that flies in the face of any law is staggering. Their demands literally are trying to supersede the recovery of user funds at the same time the SEC sues exchanges to protect customers. That's the wider context here. It's like a whole bunch of people that lost their money and the irs is is charging them a tax bill it, spf doesn't have to pay this uh hopefully hopefully it gets resolved david but uh, absolutely ludicrous that um <laughs> they're coming in and trying to collect here
0: well jesse powell was using the word extortion when uh the sec came after a crack in the second time inside of a year for another bunch of millions of dollars and i will put on my extremely libertarian hat which doesn't come on very often and Ryan, you you want to know what the difference is between extortion and the IRS and the SEC? Uh, the IRS has military behind it. <laughs> These groups of people have the monopoly on violence, and if you are charged with extortion, it's just you just
1: didn't Go have the jail. army. Sorry about it. Yep. Sorry about it. Can't say no. I, you know, I'm not someone nope. who's against taxes in, in general. Ta- you know, taxes are necessary. No, I'm a big believer totally, in, in totally. public infrastructure. Hey, we are public a part goods. of a society, but we these absolutely... taxes are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have to have a reasonable justification for it as well. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. speaking of um, dumb things, silly things, uh, look at this guy, Gary Gensler. Uh, he's, he tweets out, thank Coindesk. you, CoinDesk, I guess. What is this, David? Uh, so actually, should Coindesk I just play the clip? It... Sure. All right, let me play the clip. We all love Gary Gensler. He's the Taylor Swift of regulation.
0: What? Uh, I'm I'm assuming that this, this CoinDesk talking head was being sarcastic. Uh, to so call Gary Gensler the most influential of 2023, like we're just using influential in like this neutral term. It's like, yeah, he influenced people to go abroad and <laughs> shut down their startups <laughs> and not issue tokens and overall not- File court the, cases. File court cases, yeah. So like he moved a lot of people's time and energy. Yeah. Is it a positive influence? Absolutely not. Anyways, so Gary Gensler himself retweets this video of coindesk saying he's the most influential of 2023 and he goes thank you coindesk
1: i guess question mark Which also is a farce not only did he retweet it with thank you coindesk i guess he paid someone i assume at the sec is somebody's job to edit this video and add the t-swift gary chancellor edit Yes, this is a Gary this is Gary Gensler influence. Uh, he put the he put the cute like you know T Swift has, you know, cats and stuff. So that I, that's uh-huh, a meme so uh-huh. he put puts a cat on his shoulder and he scratched out rather than Time's most influential coin. He's trolling us, man. Look at he this. is trolling us. With our remember, tax money. Okay, remember April <laughs> Fools
0: he put on the uh deal with it sunglasses on his Twitter yep. profile picture yep. and crypto Twitter was like, "Haha, Gary Gensler is like trolling us." And I'm like, "He is admitting that he is just trolling us, and that I know it, that he's not taking this. It's, it's an admission of guilt. His job seriously. It's an admission of guilt that he's just trolling us, and now he's doing it again. This isn't Gary Gensler just knowing that he's not saying totally enough to get himself into trouble,
1: but he's admitting to being a fucking troll. Excuse my <laughs> language. <laughs> it's absolutely maddening, and uh, you know there's nothing we can do about it right now. I guess uh, just keep, keep keep taking those L's in court, Gary. Because they're coming for you. Yeah. Twenty twenty. If you had enough in twenty twenty three, you got some more coming in twenty twenty four. David he leaves get, office in twenty twenty five, right? Uh it depend. It depends who wins elections. Like that's another Selkus take that we'll have to get to next Tuesday. I think that episode's uh, coming okay. back. But thank like, you for doing that episode. He could definitely be back for a long time, depending ah. on the election outcomes. <laughs> or okay. he could morph into a it. different. David, it's a it's a revolving like he could morph into some other um, you know place in the cabinet, right? Yeah, can't AI have some bubble and they can just take Gary Gensler? A mayor, imagine Gary Gensler, Secretary of Treasury, if you want to have some oh, nightmares. Oh, think about that. I don't,
0: I don't want <sighs> to think about that.
1: All right, let's uh, end with meme of the week, David. What are we looking at? We got two
0: memes of the week. This one, this is the classic bell curve meme. We've seen these ten thousand times, and you have the middle teary-eyed complainer guy who is in the middle of the curve and he goes it's fundamentals 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 which might be me and ryan yeah and then on the outside on <laughs> the left like curve glasses. and the right curve it's it's flows it's all about flows it's who's buying and who's buying more in comparison to who is buying last time so it flows yeah.
1: Uh, that this one hurts me actually, but you know what? I've got a meme yeah. on top of this. I, you know that that sniper uh, meme with like you got mm-hmm. the sniper and then behind the sniper yeah. is another sniper behind another right sniper. Like okay, uh-huh. okay. So behind this meme is another sniper, uh-huh. and it's actually fundamentals because over the long run, fundamentals uh-huh. equals flows. You can't have yes. flows, flows without flows fundamentals. follow
0: fundamentals. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is that no, recursive totally
1: enough
0: right. for you? <laughs> yeah, that's that's for so, some somebody in the Bankless Nation. Please make that. <laughs> uh do you got like a second like flows shooting fundamentals shooting flows exactly shooting fundamentals. exactly <laughs> <Forever>. <laughs> what's this uh this is just this is a meme but it's also a warning this is the man pointing at himself in the mirror and looking at himself and he goes it's not the bull market you really are a genius <laughs> i believe all of our crypto asset portfolios are up bigly over the last month or so unless you've been shorting geniuses. which is you're an idiot then because it's, it's not because we're geniuses, Ryan. Uh, it's because it's a bull market. And that is something that everyone needs to remember as they go into a bull market and they continue to drink that bull market Kool-Aid. You're not actually a genius. You are a genius for sticking around in the bear market. That is what you are smart for. You put in the work, you stick around, you put in the research, you allocate it correctly. Now it's harvest season, but you're not a genius. It's just harvest season. You already, you already were a genius, but you're not any more of a genius.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Inject that humility into my brain, my, my mm-hmm. bloodstream, David. I'm not going to need it until ETH is over 10K. Then I'm going to feel super smart. But right now, I'm just like, I'm still relatively sober, honestly, at this early stage of the bull market. Yeah. Uh, But check yourself. Yeah, Bank but that's because listeners. ETH is lagging behind the market. So we are the designated <laughs> drivers of crypto right now. <laughs> uh, got to let you know, of course, David and I hold lots of different crypto assets. We are long term investors. We're not journalists. But there's always a link to our disclosures in the show notes. And of course, crypto is risky. If you use your Ledger wallet, uh, you will know that from earlier this (laughs) week. Uh, You could lose what you put in, but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the Bankless journey. Thanks a lot. Oh, I want to Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I thought they would be making cute sounds, and it's just like a. Yeah. No, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to cut that Cut out. all that out.